rivalries, holding, and more. Here we go with Jacob Warren, the Vol Report, brought to you by Bassy Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Uh, Jacob, how are you, sir? It's uh, you, you guys are back and hitting in the weight room. How's life? Yeah, life's great, man. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, just trying to get better, man, get this team better and get us where we need to be to go compete next season. And it's crazy we're talking about next season. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, that's what, that's what our life is. So just excited for for this next period of time. I won't, I won't get you too far ahead. So let, let's talk, though, about something that's going to happen after you're gone. And that is the addition of Oklahoma and Texas, which is going to be in 2024. You're a big picture thinker. Um, what do you think that means for the conference that's already considered the best in the nation? Yeah, I mean, I think it obviously shakes it up a little bit, um, adds some potential rivalries. Um, I don't know. I can, I can foresee UT versus UT being a big deal. Um, so, you know, I, I, I foresee that being, being a thing, but yeah, just adding two good teams to an already really good conference and, um, it'll obviously, you know, change up some of the ways, I guess that, you know, there's divisions and stuff now. I don't really know how all that's going to work and that's not really my concern, I guess, cause I won't be here anymore, but, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see where, it, where it goes and how it develops. And, um, you know, if, if, I guess if they live up to the hype, right. If they think that they can come to our conference and, you know, I mean, uh, whatever, make a splash and we'll see, we'll, we'll find out in 2020, 2024, right. You said. Yeah. 20, 2024 is, is the plan is, is bringing them in. We'll see what they can do. Wait, I, I'm, those are big name programs and they seem to be, well, one seems to be trending in the right direction, but traditionally they're good at any point. Can the conference get too tough? I don't know. I think that when you start talking about this, you end up, you know, going to the conversation of having just this like mega conference, right. Is what people are calling it. At least people that I talk to about having essentially just putting all of the best teams in one conference and just having a pretty much a good conference. And then like everybody else. And that is a kind of a weird concept to think about. And I don't think it's necessarily, you know, good for the game or whatever, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it would be weird if you just throw all the, you know, the, the good teams into one conference and then just kind of just let everybody else out. Cause I don't know, it'd be great for some of these teams that have kind of been right on that bubble, you know what I mean? For, for the past little while in these conferences and, you know, finally, I guess if, if that's the way you want to get it, then, you know, these teams will be able to kind of emerge and, and take the spots that, that these teams have been occupying for the past few years. So um, I'm sure they're excited about that, <laughs> but we'll see um, just kind of how it, obviously how it develops. I think those schools are also excited about a big fat paycheck. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> money, money will move things. If you were to tell any school coming into the conference, in this case, Oklahoma and Texas about what it means to play in the SEC, what would you tell them? Um, the slogan is it just means more, right? I think that that, you know, is a slogan that they use, but I think it, that is actually, you know, pretty true. I, I, you know, I don't think it's corny or anything, but, I, but it's pretty true. Right. I think that, um, everything around here, especially college football, um, just means a lot, you know, not necessarily that's more important, to, but to some people, it's probably the most important thing, you know what I mean, in, in their life and the most important thing that they look forward to and which is pretty crazy, but, um, yeah, man, I think that they're going to come in and find out that, you know, our fan bases are really crazy and, you know, uh, the games are hard, right. We have very good competition, very high level competition. Um, and that competing at the highest level in this conference is, is one of the harder things to do uh, in the nation, you know, football wise. So, you know, they'll, they'll find out and, and I'm sure they'll, they'll be just fine. Um, 
and we'll see how I guess like I said we'll see how they fit in. Yeah, I've told you this before. You, if you want to, you you can be an ESPN college football analyst. So, or maybe after ten years in the NFL, you're an NFL analyst. Whatever the case may be. Right. But I just want to get your thoughts on what I see. So, mm-hmm. when I see the SEC as opposed to other conferences, I see an offense like yours yeah. that is about tempo, throwing the ball is important. But at the end of the day. Also, running the football is mega important, a key really to, I think, your success. And you guys are still very physical, even though you run a high-tempo, air quotes, throwing, passing offense. To me, that's the difference between the SEC and other conferences. Your thoughts? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Pac-12, and that's like very much the the air raid, right, if you want to use quotations. The air raid offense and, you know, spread them out, throw the ball. Um, and you look at like, you know, the Northern conferences, whatever, Big Ten, Big 12, like whatever, all these other conferences that are, you know, got a bunch of big boys up front and they like to run the ball and have, you know, just that workhorse back there that, you know, will rush the ball 40 times a game or something crazy. And and, and that's also good ball too, right? But I think the SEC for sure brings this aspect of, of man, like there's different teams that do different things, but at the end of the day, you got to be physical and you got to be, you know, you got to be able to run the ball. You gotta be able to stop the run. If you can do those two things, you know that opens up a lot of the a lot of the different things for for you to have success in this conference, at least. Jacob, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. When I ask you about holding, if you've ever been held, oh no, never. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, that's yeah. never happened. Uh, I get to that. It's brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden. When it comes to industrial, commercial, or residential mowers, man alive, it's worth it. Rob, because of their buying power, you'll save money. I don't care if you're in Knoxville. Nashville, Chattanooga, Cleveland, Tennessee is where you need to go. Bassey Lawn and Garden, Man Alive, it's worth the drive. Toro, count on it. What'd you think of the Super Bowl hold? I was all amped for a great ending. And then what the H? I mean, it just it suddenly is oh I because I, I could do the clock as you could calculations mm-hmm. in my head. Other people I were with, they they were like, Oh, it could still be a game. I'm like, yeah. oh, there's not enough time left on the clock all of a sudden. What were your thoughts on the way it ended? Yeah, first of all, like I don't know. Like, like I said, I'm not the biggest. I don't watch a lot of sports. I watch a lot of football, but obviously, like you have to watch Super Bowl, right? So I think that that was one of the better Super Bowls that I've ever watched, like personally. Just the game, the physicality, and and the, you know, the scoring was fun, like everything like that. So it was a good game, but um, man, it stinks that it comes down to that, and it stinks that it almost puts that. I don't know. You, obviously, they feel good walking away from it, but watching it, you don't feel good walking away from that. <laughs> away from that game because like you, you just wanted more I, even if even if they weren't even if the eagles weren't able to go back down and make put a scoring drive together at least that would be like it'd be exciting right and that'd be some 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 anxiety and some stress or whatever watching it but then you know something like that happens and you know i'm not saying they bailed him out or whatever because you know if he held him he held him if he didn't he didn't the ref called it regardless and um yeah i don't know man i've seen i've seen a lot worse you know, not get called. And so that's, that's the only thing that I kind of looked at and was like, um, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the right call in that moment, just because Super Bowl games on the line, the guys have been playing physical all day. I'm sure that guy, that DB has held the same exact way all night. You know what I mean? And it just sucks that it, it happened to end up ha- happening in the biggest moment of the game. And, um, then they're able to run the clock out, kick the field goal, and then we're all sitting there like, ah, oh, that was lame. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, yeah. Goal, man. Like, whatever. It was still a good game. And and the halftime show was sick. And and I don't know. It was just 
I had a good time watching it, but it's unfortunate that in that way. Happy for Trey Smith, though. Um, very happy yeah. that he was able to, you know, first of all, get a ring, but second of all, actually have a really big, you know, impact on on that team and that offensive line. So, yeah, they didn't give up a sack, and that to me was the story of the game more than the whole. Crazy. I don't. Are you are you are you close to Trey? Do you do you guys talk? I wouldn't say I'm like super close with him, no. But I think that we built a, a good relationship while he was here. You know, he's a very um, similar to myself, I guess. It's very easy to be around. You know what I mean? And and the younger guys always really gravitated toward him just because he wasn't, there was no ego with him, right? He was very much just himself. And um, if you wanted to talk to him, he wasn't going to, you know what I mean? He was going to talk to you and he was going to enjoy just being around you. And I appreciated that about him um, from really the moment that I got on campus. So um, yeah, just always supportive of him. And, and obviously try to text him or something. I think he would text me back. You know what I mean? I, think, I don't think it's right. kind of that, but, but no, we don't, we don't talk that much, but I, I do really appreciate him. Coops rose with him and he said that now Trey wants, he won't go by Trey anymore. He only goes by big bowler or big champ. Yep. <laughs> That's hilarious. That sounds like him, dude. <laughs> what about, what about you though? Do you have a nickname? I've never asked you this before. Uh, no, nah, not really. I mean, like my Instagram handle is J war, right? So some of the people on the team call me J war. A lot of people just call me Warren. Like hearing Jacob is almost kind of weird sometimes because like, that's not what I'm called. Like, no one calls me Jacob usually at football. See the J, J Warren, Warren, like all these other different things other than my actual name. So hearing people actually say Jacob is kind of like, oh, wow, that was weird. I know it's my name, but. Like, well, now I feel like the old fuddy-duddy because I call you Jacob all the time. Well, I mean, that's okay. Like, my parents don't even really call me Jacob. They call me Jake. So at the end of the day, it's I'll respond to pretty much whatever. I, sometimes I respond to my brother's names because I'm so used to people calling me my brother's name. So, um yeah, man, you can shout pretty much whatever. I'll probably look over at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have, have, have you ever been uh, held in a game in which you're trying to get a release, you're trying to get downfield, and it wasn't called? It, it, maybe even last year. Was there a time where you're like, hey, I'm not able to get off the line? Um, No, I think that there's – I don't can't recall a time that it was called, honestly. I think it might have – like, I'm not even trying to be, like, funny. I Like, I – it happens so much in our game, especially like we just mentioned in the SEC, man, like they expect you to just be able to just play, right? And they give the DBs freedom as long as they don't abuse it, obviously. And, and you get some games where the refs are really quick to throw the flags. But, you know, most times they're letting them play, especially they're giving them that five-yard cushion. And it's, it's you know, hand-to-hand for that five yards. And um, obviously I'm a, I'm a big guy and big body, so they just kind of expect us to be able to just work through all of it. And, and oh, well, he's holding you, but you're six foot six and you're 250 pounds. You should be able to just push him off. Whatever. Like, sure, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, like, it, it, it is what it is, but it's just part of the game, man. It's about winning and understanding how to win whenever thing, even things like that are going on. And uh, that's what we practice for every day. That's what I live for. That's what I train for. So, like I said, so, it's part of it. Well, so would that have been a penalty in the SEC? Mm. probably not unless the ref just really like unless the you know it was just a game where they were calling it all day and that that's what's that is the biggest thing to me is that that was such a physical game that was such a you know like I said like that's how the game it seemed like it was going the whole time and for them to throw it at that time just seemed a little bit off if they had been calling that all game and then it had been consistent that's all we really asked for is consistency from the ref so we know what we're getting and 
if the rest can be consistent, if they're consistently calling, you know, maybe some some shady calls or whatever, then at least we know, like, hey, play way cleaner because they're they're going to call it. But if they're letting the guys play, then that's not a flat. Like, <laughs> they're not throwing that. So it is what it is, man. Um, just kind of depends on the situation, I guess, and the refs. I want to encourage everybody to hit that like button. If you haven't subscribed at this point, we greatly appreciate that. But the like button helps us get to more uh, Tennessee fans with uh, Jacob Warren. So be sure and do that. Uh, Cooper May is also on the channel. I'll talk to Coop. He says he he holds all the time. He's unabashedly a holder. Oh yeah, for sure. Every like all the time. Because <laughs> people don't like they don't they won't see in the box. If you're in the box, like it happens. And, and unless you, you know you're, it's really egregious and you're just holding the guy so he doesn't go make a sack and. That happens quite a bit too. Sometimes you kind of have to hold just to protect your guys. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think it's funny that Coop admitted he's like, yeah, I hold all the time because <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely happens where I'm sitting that back there behind him, supposed to be helping in protection. I'm like, wow, he is holding the crap out of. Him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna say nothing. Obviously, that's great. Go to, you know. What about if you're in pass pro? Do you, do you ever get away with uh, a grab here and there? It's pretty obvious. Usually, whenever the tight end grabs because we're usually in a, more space than, than the offensive line. But if you're in the middle there, you know, picking up like a, a plug, like a blitzing backer or something, then, you know, you kind of can get away with grabbing them and kind of just throwing them into the offensive lineman next to you or something like that. And just, all right, you just stay there. Right. And just grab it onto them a little bit, but uh, you gotta be careful, man. You gotta be careful. They're looking for it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I'm, I'm curious with, we talked about Texas and Oklahoma coming in mm-hmm. You've got ties to Tennessee. Your dad and uncle played. You're a local guy. What did you think? Tennessee is a weird school in that they have, I think, about the last I counted, 28 rivals of people that look at <laughs> people that look at Tennessee and say that's our rival. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm talking about Kentucky, but yeah, right. um, what do you think is the chief rival? with you and your age group? Cause I found over time that it depends how old you are. Okay. Yeah. Um, I probably have to say Florida, man. I think Florida as of right now is the biggest, like we don't like those guys rival. I think that's the biggest, like, I don't know if it's just because of how things have gone in the, in the past few years with, with other schools that we won't necessarily talk about, you know I mean? Obviously we got to win last year, but um Florida is the game that we go in and are like, these dudes aren't good. Like we're going like, you know, like we got to go beat them, whatever. Like, and it, it just means so much to win that game. And um, no, at the end of the day, I think it's just about, you know, in my head, a rivalry is which team do you not like the most? And to me, that's Florida. So I'm going to say Florida. Um, yeah. Obviously you've got all types of South Carolina's a rivalry now, like Kentucky's a rivalry, Alabama's a rivalry, Vanderbilt's a rivalry. Like all these, it pretty seems like every single game we play is a rivalry game. So it, it's um, it's cool though. I guess it builds up some, you know, some some juice about the game or whatever, and it, and you know, kind of puts a little bit more pressure on it. But at the end of the day, we're just out there playing, and doesn't really matter, I guess, who's lined up against us. So with Florida, is it just uh, growing up as Florida was a rival, watching them before you got to Tennessee, or is it just the way things have played out on the field that makes them your your most bitter rival so to speak a little bit of both um i think that when i was younger i remember my my oldest brother always used to wear like florida gear to school and stuff just because just because he wanted to like start stuff you know i mean he just wanted to be that kid that was different and so naturally i was like i kind of want to be a florida fan like my brother's a florida i just did everything he wanted to do so you know we grew up and we're trying to just be 
whatever, little bad kids. And so we'd wear Florida jerseys to school and stuff like that. And so I guess like that it might, may have stemmed from that. But yeah, just even from me being here and just, you know, I'm not saying that they're all bad people on, on their team because they're not. I'm sure they're all just like us and they got a good group of guys. But it just seems like every time we play them, man, it's just they're always it's just something that really gets under my skin. So. What's what? Give me one thing that's that's gotten under your skin. They just everybody always wants to act like we're not all the same. Like everybody, it seems like college football. It's one thing I realized was I really started playing a lot of minutes in college football. Is like, guys, I'm not here to like talk crap to you. I'm not here to like try to make you feel bad about yourself. Like I'm literally just out here because like you're the you like we play you this week, right? Like I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, you know, it's crazy because usually the people that are actually really, really good don't say anything. They Like, Will Anderson, I don't know if I've ever actually heard the man talk, and I've played against him twice. Like, and that's just because he just he just shows up and he works. But at the same time, it's like I got people freaking in my ear all the time after every single play, and a lot of them are generally from Florida, and I hate hearing it because it's just so annoying because finally we beat them, and I never mind, I'm getting on a tangent, but finally we beat them, and it's like, okay, finally now I can actually, like, feel like I can talk back to him, but um yeah man you just you run into a lot of just trash talkers and I I'm not a, not that I'm not a fan I can get right back but um man just play the game dude that's what we're here to do is play the game. Well my generation came through the nineties when it's Spurrier versus Fulmer. Yeah so my generation feels the exact same way as you do. Yeah. You get a little bit older and it's Alabama you get really old and actually you may not even know this General Neyland was hired to beat Vanderbilt mm, that yeah. was the chief rival back in the day so I'm not sure how many of those people are still with us but yeah. <laughs> that's a long time ago so we're on the same page there despite a few years in between us he's Jacob Warren love visiting with him brought to you by Bassy Lawn and Garden the Vol report Bassy Lawn and Garden man alive it's worth the drive to Cleveland whether it's you're in Knoxville Nashville or Chattanooga they've got your industrial mowers and they've got the commercial mowers you'll be very glad you checked out bassy.com bassy lawn and garden for jacob i'm dave wait for jay for jake i'm dave jay war jay war in 87 yeah <laughs> so hip now for jay war i'm dave hooker have a fantastic day everyone this has been a presentation of off folks sports <laughs>